Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. To call in to future episodes of Cosmic Channels, follow Cosmic Channels on YouTube and Twitch and tune in live Sundays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. The number is 1-833-703-0424. The Cosmic Channels are open. I'm Fjord. I am Zalarius. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dan. Yeah, and I'm Andrew Cleese, the Lebanese. And if you want to uh, give us a call now, it's open lines. We'll take all your stories. one 833 Your call, whatever you want to talk about tonight uh, on Cosmic Channels. Open lines. I think we have a caller on the line right now. Hello, Cosmic Channels. What's up, Bill? How's it going, man? Good. We're all good What's here, going man. On? Who who are we talking to? What's up? This is Coke Carter, uh, down down South Louisiana. South Louisiana, Woo! right oh, on. It's a fellow Southern gentleman. It's <laughs> nice to hear someone distinguished <laughs> such as myself on this show man. once in a while. Brayden, Brayden, your your uh, Rougarou episode was amazing. <laughs> we love it down here. <laughs> That's fun. What's up, Dan? How's it going, Dan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Having a good time here right now. <laughs> Try to keep it the fucking good. together. I want to talk to my boy. <laughs> Keeping together. I want to talk to my boy Andrew. Andrew, real quick, man. Let me tell you, bro. You are not alone. We, me and you, just are like I am the biggest chicken in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Good. Yeah. Not alone. I like it. I, I do declare that's no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I got a quick story for y'all tonight. Uh, this happened about 10 years ago. Me and my wife, we was in this house that she was renting out, and she uh, was actually putting some Legos together for the kids. And we, I was laying on the couch. She was putting them together on the floor. The kids were in the back room. And we both heard some something in the house say her name. It said Jenna, and it whispered. And I jumped up, and I was like, what was that? And the kids come running in the room. So I took it to the kitchen, and I was like, baby, did you hear what I heard? She was like, somebody said my name. I was like, just had chills everywhere because it confirmed what I heard, you know? Yeah. Uh. It was crazy. That's it. Pretty short story, but man, I have never had nothing happen to me. And Andrew, we actually moved out of the house. That's how scary. It yes, was. yes, yes. I there we go. Now we're talking. That's a that's a that's an appropriate we reaction actually moved to that out story because we were. Yes, man, we were so scared, my dude. Oh my god, we were so scared. So I just nope. wanted to give y'all a a big thumbs up, man. I love y'all channel. Y'all doing a great job. Appreciate it, bro. Hey, thanks, man. We we appreciate you. Thanks for the call. And have yourself All right. See you an like- excellent day. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Brad. Right. Take it easy, man. Now listen, that is a that is a appropriate justified and appropriate reaction to that situation. Yeah, there's literally nothing there's literally nothing wrong with that. No. How could you how could you feel comfortable in your home again after that? That's the first person who's called in and be like, This happened to me, this was terrifying, and we fucking moved. We're out. Yeah, straight up. Like this guy's smart. Hey. Quick and dirty. I like Quick and it. dirty. He's no, like, listen, I, 
I heard a voice. I was like, I didn't investigate it anymore. I fucking moved out. That was it. End of story. I, like, I don't care what it but was. If everybody, if everybody did that, we wouldn't have any horror movies. That's true. Hey, it's true. All right. Listen, <laughs> we got to keep our realtors employed. That's fine. We're good. Sell that shit. You need home sales. <laughs> okay, you know what though? If if you were if you were the only person that heard it, maybe you could be like, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. If the whole family heard it. That is more than enough. That's enough. That's yeah. enough. That's enough. All right, let's uh let's move on to another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hi there. Uh, my name is Henry. Hey. I'm from uh, Northern California, Fortuna to be Woo! exact. So right in the heart of the redwoods. Fortuna, nice. Uh, and I'm calling to uh, take advantage of that open line. So yeah. I was wondering. Uh, I've got a lot of stories, and my both my house is pretty paranormally activated, the family house, and I've also had a lot of uh, UFO-type encounters. So um, do you guys have a preference on paranormal or UFO? Your, give us your favorite. This is, what, this is what we want to know. This is what we want to hear. The story that pops to the forefront of your mind, whether it be UFO or paranormally activated, the story that pops to the forefront of your mind is the one we want right yep. now. Dealer's choice. Lay it on okay, us. Okay, yep. I'll go ahead and go with the UFO one. So Perfect. this is probably my earliest uh, UFO encounter. Um, I was about eight or nine, and it, I have a little more credibility to it because it wasn't just me that witnessed it. It was my entire family and a bunch of people in my neighborhood. Um, so it's a, a dark night. I believe it was springtime, so it was probably around nine o'clock at night. And me and my two older sisters and my mom... We're in our backyard, and we see this red-ish light kind of coming over the horizon um, from the north and moving towards our neighborhood. And we watch as it gets closer and closer, and it's not going super fast. Um, and we follow it from the back of our house to the front of our house, and we kind of are getting a better view of it, the four of us, and we realize it's not super high off the ground either, maybe 50, 60 feet tops. Um, and we also noticed that we're not the only ones that are checking it out. So our neighbors next door noticed it and are kind of scratching their heads, but we write it off. And me and my sister, the older sister I have, um, end up deciding to follow it down the street. And our house is kind of uh, up above the valley area. So you climb a hill, then you go down a little, and then you climb a hill again and you're at our house. So we had followed it down the street down to that bottom of the first hill. And then we got up to the crest before you got above the main valley of the city we live in. And it was uh, seemingly like egg shaped and it was metallic too. So we got to an intersection at the top of this crest overlooking the valley and we were under a street light. And we watched as this object, which is like, maybe 50 feet off the ground tops like we can still very clearly see it and it's just coasting at like maybe five miles an hour so you know eight nine-year-old me and my 14 15 year old sister were having no problems keeping up with it but we were able to get to the top of that hill um in time for it to cross over us and in the light of the street light we could see some definition on it and it was maybe you know six feet wide and like five feet tall. So it was very egg shaped um, and metallic looking. And it had a slow red pulse to it. So like, you know, almost like you'd see on an airplane. Um, 
flying way up in the sky, you know, those, those, uh, the, the lights they have on the wings, just a slow in and out red light. Yep. But it stayed at the same elevation the entire time from when we spotted it from behind the house all the way to the top of that crest. And that little crest above the valley was higher than our house. So we were even closer to it at that point. And, you know, that was probably my earliest UFO encounter. And it just, you know, coasted past us and continued on going. And to this day, you know, I question my memory a little bit, but my sisters and my mom still hold true to that encounter and, you know, verify my claims because I've held on to that all these years and it just totally, you know, trips me out every time. Um, but not too much because I've, I've had my own fair share of encounters besides that too. Right. Now, what what do you think it was, like, looking back and thinking about it? So, um, I'm pretty involved in aerospace stuff nowadays. I mean, that's what I'm working towards my degree on. And I was really involved uh, for the last like seven or eight years in drones. Um, and that was like right when they were really coming to the mainstream hobbyist side of things. So I did, you know, the whole racing drone scene. I had a company revolving around that. So I was pretty deep in that scene um, on the forefront of coming out with new technology and, you know, inventing some stuff myself and bringing that to the market. And I was like, well, this, it made absolutely no noise. There were no sort of lines or tethers to it. So that kind of writes off, you know, weather balloon. Um, and it obviously couldn't have been a drone because this was, you know, probably 2008 uh, when this happened. So it was definitely before, uh, you know, even hobbyist stuff was getting available for, for like quadcopters and things like that. Right. So there was nothing that comes to mind that could mimic that sort of flight pattern be absolutely silent and keep such a steady elevation as it traveled across. So it just totally um, boggles me because it's like, well, it couldn't have been a weather balloon because it's like, well, there, you can't see anything and you'd see the balloon <laughs> and right. it definitely wouldn't be keeping such a stable elevation. And also, why would it be like super solid looking and metallic? Like I could see seams on the thing and you know, going back, sure, my memory's probably degraded a bit on the super fine details, but, you know, what rings true is like, okay, metal plating, rivets, or whatever, with a red, one or two red lights on it that were pulsing in and out. So I'm kind of at a loss, and that's why I chalk it up to, you know, totally UFO, unidentified. I can't come up with any logical conclusion as to what it could be. Sounds well, and like- you know what? I'm not one to like quickly like when you say the flashing red light like that is a lot of like aircraft, but I'm not one mm-hmm. to quickly just chalk that up. Well, it must be an airplane if it had the the flashing red lights. I'm like, if there's a hyper intelligent alien civilization that comes and watches mm-hmm. us and sees that we have planes in the air that flash red lights, like what better camouflage than to have a flashing red light as Put well? Them up. Yeah, totally, um, totally. Because. It's it's funny you say that too because like where I'm at the last couple nights actually, we've seen uh, these twin, oh, like twin. I'm gonna say for just twin lights, um, going very close together in the sky, and then as they turn, they have a like a flashing red light, which you would which you would seemingly think oh, airplane. Yeah, but aircraft. Every single aircraft. night where I'm yeah. with people, I'm with I'm like hanging out with a bunch of people who are like kind of like non-believers and i'm like well it's it's a little strange that 
there's like there's no sound. They're not helicopters. I don't hear planes. They're pretty low, and they just travel together in unison, like over and top of like Quadra Island, a couple islands off in the Georgia Strait. It's uh, it's it's interesting. But like I said, I was telling them, I was like, well, maybe it is UFO. Maybe they're just flashing red lights because we're used to seeing that. Or maybe it's Manitoba's yeah. finest. Charlie Red Star. Charlie Red Star. Yeah, fucking Charlie Red Star huh? coming back. Out for a beer run. <laughs> there you go. 23 Chinook helicopters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. And that's, I mean, if that story stuck with you that long, I mean, obviously it's made an impact and it's hard to tell exactly what it is, but that's that's a cool one. Yeah, for sure. And I've, I've got plenty of other stories too, so I'll definitely be calling in another time. Hell yeah. Thank you, Henry. Yeah, please do. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, you guys. Love the Facebook group. Love ATT. I'm going to join the Patreon soon. Keep on rocking. You're the man. Cheers, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. It's cool. I like when those stories, like, they stick with you for so long. Like, oh, it just seems so weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, anytime there's light. Yeah, I like that, though. Like, okay, yeah, our planes have red and green lights. Is it red and green or red and white on the tips? Or red, green, and white on the rear. I'm pretty sure it's red and green, but because I, I, be I, I know a cowboy pilot explained to us that one time. But either way, like yeah, if, okay, we ha- we have these universal like light laws for aircraft, and if you're a UFO, you're like yeah, they have these on the aircraft. Let's just put them on. Let's Every just, single yeah. we should flash this to look inconspicuous. Yeah, so we look like oh, that's a plane for sure. <laughs> Why not? So you legit, have a hi- legit the you, last okay. two nights so I seen these have twin crafts. Alien civilization that has come to Earth. They have managed to master the traveling of the vast, incalculable distances between stars. And so they're going to come here and they're going to look at us for some reason. And they're going to be like, you know what? Red and green lights. That's good. They're not just going to like make their ship invisible. They're not going to. Maybe. They could just be a cloud. Like they could just project a cloud around them. Why would they even go to the trouble? What if they of, can't? What if they can't project a cloud and they have to do the green light climate flush? What? What? Why would they have to? Do, then they would have to design their ships to like emit certain different types of light. So that's assuming that they could see the same light spectrum that we can. Let's assume. How would you? What if their star is completely and different? All I know. So then their eyes would be completely different. <laughs> all I know is that the last couple nights. I've seen these twin lights in the sky flying around with no noise, no helicopter noise, no plane noise, not an airport in sight. Like where they're flying, there's no airports. They're flying pretty low, heading over Quadra Island. Um, they're tailing each other with just a single flashing red light. With n- There's absolutely no sound coming off them. I guess it would depend how high and how far, but yeah, either way. Um, let's, let's bring in another caller, though. The lines are flowing. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hi. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Rebecca, and I'm calling from Northern Ontario. Awesome. Thanks for the call, Rebecca. Fellow Canadian. Yep. So, yeah, I've been listening to you guys for a while. Um, I think I found ATB whenever you guys posted, like, your third or fourth fourth episode wow. and Long i've time. been following ever since <laughs> appreciate ogp <it>. yep <laughs> i have a i think a little bit of a ghost story for you guys perfect let's hear, let's hear it okay so i'll give you guys a little bit of back story um i guess it starts with like my grandfather 
who was a musician back in the day in Northern Ontario in the 50s. And he'd drive cabs during the day. And then he would um, play guitar and banjo in different bands at a bunch of different bars at night. Awesome. And um, this goes along with this story. Um, so over the course of his lifetime, he really loved music and people would give him knickknacks to kind of remind him of the good old days when he could like bar hop and play music. Um, so I remember when I was a teenager, um, somebody in the family gave him this little plastic banjo magnet that when you strummed the strings of it, um, it would play the dueling banjo song and it would always it lived forever on the fridge in his house awesome and like i remember it was always a really long drive to go visit them it was like eight hours and whenever we get there after the eight hours everyone would just kind of like ritualistically like just touch the banjo and it made everyone laugh and it was funny and the really weird thing is is that when he died um we traveled up there and this stupid little toy had stopped working. But two months before, when my Nana had passed away, it was still working. So we just chopped it up to like batteries, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so like we were all trying to get it to work and it just wouldn't. So we kind of went on with planning the funeral and like doing all the stuff that you kind of have to with that. And that leads me into like a little bit of other backstory um, that'll make everything make sense. But um, when I met my husband, we met in a kind of funny way in that we met at the engagement party for my brother who was it turns out like we met and then it kind of turned out that my brother was marrying his sister <laughs> and we Ooh, became random. friends yeah yeah <laughs> so like yeah we tried being friends and like not doing anything about it for a really long time because it like weirded us out a little <laughs> But we're not related at all. No, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so that ties in that we were all kind of like sitting around the night of my grandfather's funeral. And we were kind of like, we weren't engaged at the time. We were just kind of like talking about it. And we decided to, like, pull out a chart and figure out, like, exactly how related we would all be because we thought it would be funny. And as soon as my sister said the words, like, wait, so you and, like, your brother, like, our brother would be, like, brother and sister, but also, like brother-in-law and sister-in-law and like your kids would be double cousins as soon as that happened that stupid banjo toy went off oh, on the fridge weird <laughs> and that's the story of how my yeah exactly and that's 
story of how my grandfather got the last laugh and like roasted me from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> roasted from beyond the grave. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so he 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 was in tu- he was in tune with the whole situation. He's like, I'll get one one last joke in here. Exactly, and like it's so yeah. Because he died of Alzheimer's, so he wasn't able to, like, be part of anything for a long time. So it was kind of, like, funny. I mean, it was either this, like, crazy coincidence where this stupid toy just, like, went off at that time after, like, two days of nobody, like, touching it. And it finally decided to go off at that exact moment or, like... What we prefer to think of is uh, Grandpa just being snappy. Grandpa having a laugh. Having a laugh. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that's. I mean, if if he is having a laugh from beyond the grave, I mean, he's a comedian, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, he was a goofy guy. So, I don't know. Not a scary ghost story this time, but I was like, oh, great, he's here. <laughs> Someone was watching. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, hey, we appreciate the call. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Cheers. Have a good one. Take care. Guys can just go through the whole song. They're not related. Not related. It's fine. Double cousins. Double cousins. I'm sure that Joe's and double cousins. Hey, nothing wrong with double cousins. Everyone knows. I'm sure that's that happens more than more often than you think. Hey, we've all been there. We we've all been there. Nothing wrong with double cousins. Another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello, it's Shua from Montreal, Quebec. From Montreal, Quebec. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I'm the one that creeped you out with the shadow people story. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh what was that. her name again? What was it? <laughs> Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, um, I'm calling. I'm, I'm sorry. There's this weird time delay. Sorry. Say that again. I said, what's going on tonight? <laughs> oh, not much. <laughs> I'm calling in because um, of the last episode that you guys had on NDEs and your guests with Snow Forest basically her personal experience that she believed uh, to be the afterlife and her visual description of it. Sure. So um, what happened was as a kid, I had a memory, like what happened was I I listened to your episode and then I thought after hearing all that, my question was, well, what if, if you had those same memories like I do, but you had them formed before you were born? Oh, did you message message on discord? Yes, that's right. I decided to stay up and call in. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's like a reverse NDE. No, no. Just before, just before you continue your story very quickly, I just want to say, uh, what she's referring to is case file 180 on our other show. Uh, alien theorist theorizing, uh, not the last episode of cosmic channels. Uh, continue your story. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. So as a kid, I had a memory that I didn't understand. And as I grew older, I started to question it more and more. And I had mentioned it to my sister around the age of seven, but she was just as confused by it. So I kind of stopped contemplating it. But around the age of 14, um, I was watching something on television that triggered that same memory. And I decided to go ask my mother about it. So uh, she was in the kitchen cooking and I took a seat at the kitchen table and asked her if I could ask her questions about this memory. 
So essentially, I'll describe the memory first. So um, I first remember crossing through a bright light or what felt like multiple bright lights that were super shiny, like as if you were reflecting like sunlight off mirrors or something. And it was just pure joy wherever it was that that place was. And as I continued like floating forward, I had entered into a dark space and that through the dark space, I was able to see another light. And I remember feeling really excited. And then suddenly I was floating above a taxi cab and it was traveling down the street. And I was like, it was like, um, I was able to see 360 degrees simultaneously. And I could see my mother inside the cab. I could also see it outside the cab, above it, behind it, just like in every direction. And then the cab slowed down and I waited for her to exit the cab. And um, as she walked down the street, I remember there was a fence on her right. And I was floating alongside her to the left, like slightly above her head. And she went to the door of that fence and went through it and made her way up to the path to the hospital. And next, I remember seeing her white hospital room. She was, I was up to the ceiling looking down on her and the entire room. And she was under the cover in her bed. There was a clock uh, on the wall to her right with the side table below and a cup and a pitcher. And then there was a window to her left. And the door, like the entrance to her room was on her right. And I remember a nurse coming in and she went to my mother's left hand to pick it up to check, I guess, her pulse. And then she was asking if she was comfortable and needed any pillows. And then shortly after, a male doctor came in with a clipboard and a, I think it was a, yeah, it was a, steth- a stethoscope. And I, like, I was, like, he was tall, I think it was, like, six feet, and he had a mustache and short hair. And from where I was hovering, I knew that, I was, like, consciously aware that the darkness was still behind me, and I was waiting to come through it. Like, for that lack of a better word, I would, I would refer to it like a portal. And sure. after the doctor and the nurse had stepped out, I was watching, still watching my mother for a while, and... She was laying there with her eyes closed. She was rubbing like basically the baby bump. And simultaneously, I was able to look down the hall of the hospital room and I was watching the doctor walk away. I was looking outside the window at the blue sky, being like really happy that it was like a cloudless sky. And after a while, I could feel the darkness fading and I felt this pull towards my mother. And that was the last that I remember. And she was pregnant with me, obviously, at the time. And she was there to have the delivery. So after I was done describing this memory to my mother, she turned off all the burners on her stove and she came over and sat down with me at the table and she just kind of stared at me blankly and she asked how I could possibly know anything like to know all about what had occurred and after freaking out for a bit, she explained that no one had ever accompanied her to the hospital and that my three siblings at the time were with my father at home and she had never essentially had me to describe any of that to anyone. And she kind of remarked on the fence that I had I'd mentioned that was on her right side that I had described that was outside the hospital. She said that was removed two years after it was born. And she said that doctor she had that day wasn't her regular doctor. And she had kind of contemplated like, oh, what if you were seeing through my eyes? But then we couldn't really explain away how it was I could see the top of the taxi cab. Anyway, so after about like 20 minutes or so, um, I was about to leave the room, but she wouldn't let me go. She was super shaken by the conversation. And she asked me to stay with her in the kitchen for a while to keep her company. She was just so freaked out. (laughs) Weird. So essentially, it's just the opposite. Yeah. So what you're saying is like you uh, remember you as consciousness before entering like your current body, like before birth. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't assign it a value that way. Like, I don't really understand what happened. Right. Like, it, like I know in your discussion after, like in your wrap-up comments on the subject, you guys, like Dad was mentioning how, 
Um, you know, a lot of visual descriptions people put forth are based on, you know, their own cultural, like what they experience, obviously, inside of their own culture. So if you're Western culture, you have typical angelic whatnot type of descriptions. So, like, I understand all those things. So I'm not saying necessarily that, like, like the shining lights, like, I wouldn't say, oh, that was an angelic experience. Like, I don't have any Western cultural references to assign to it. But then there's also this other aspect of, like, could it be diametral trip, like DMT, basically, that's being poured out into your system. But I mean, theoretically, was I already in my system coming out and witnessing everything happening? Or was, like, was I in, in my system inside of my mother's system? Do you know what I mean? Or was I outside coming in? I don't know. Like, I can't. Like, I'm not going to actually try to define that. I don't know. But you, it seems like you're remembering a memory from pre-birth is what it feels like to you. You're not really Pretty sure much, what yeah. it, what not sure what it is or could be, but that's what you remember. Exactly. Like what compelled me to call was because her description of like how she described it being dark and then a light and then a brighter light. Like I was like, oh, it's sort of what I saw, but in reverse. Right. It came from a light, went into the darkness with a different type of pinpoint of light, and then entered in. Right. Well, I mean, if say like reincarnation and like you know, like your soul is energy and it just transforms. I mean, I guess it would make, if you remember, like remember after death, it would, it would I guess, make sense to like, to start it over again. Just those stories seem to be a lot less common. Yeah, exactly. I, like that the origin point and the exit point are exactly the same, right? Like that is the area that you go to or come from essentially. Yeah. So that's, that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. Well, that's a really cool story. I, I don't, I don't really okay. know what to say. I mean, that's just like a, that's something I've never really heard before, like the reverse, the reverse story of like leaving your yeah. body at death. Well, what's interesting is I don't know if you guys were aware of Leslie Keane's work um, that she did for NDEs, her book on surviving death. But there was she she had a documentary that just made its way to Netflix a little while ago. And it was in Canada. It was number four for a while. It's just totally on Netflix. But uh, she covers a couple of these subjects. And that's when I discovered that other people have had this experience as well. So it, it's not uncommon, but it's not you know, it's not something most people I guess talk about. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a just a really cool topic. I, look look for more stories like that. That's uh that's cool. Are you saying like are you talking about that documentary surviving death? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few of those episodes. I watched the NDE one, uh, the mediums one, and there's I think there's like eight or nine episodes though. So I gotta I gotta continue through. Yeah. Well, I mean, the book is far more compelling because there's so much more, you know, the, the scientific papers that are attached to it are pretty cool. But uh, right. yeah, I did. I actually helped her launch her book. <laughs> oh, so wow. like, that's kind of how I, I got in touch with her. And um, yeah, so she's, uh, her work is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting people from around the world. So you do see a lot of cultural references, but at the same time, there is kind of an underlying theme where a similar description is, you know, it's, there's a thread between all of them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's, just a, that's just a really cool story. A fucking wild story, y'all. Yeah, like, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> All right, well, that's my story. <laughs> awesome. Like, that's that, that's really cool. The, the reverse of the NDE, like the actual like reincarnation, I guess, is what you're kind of talking about. Yeah, I just think it's funny, though, that I had the memory for so long, but for some weird reason, I never approached her about it. It took me like 14 years before I asked her. But I think it's because when you're younger, you, you don't know, you don't you don't really know if it's a memory or like what you're really, you know, it could just be something from TV you saw that you think is a memory. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Cool story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. 
All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Take care. Okay. Have a great night. That's fucking awesome. It kind of uh, it kind of reminds me of like when Snow was re- describing her uh, out of body experience, and when she made that decision to go back into her body, you know what I mean? Maybe that was the alternative, not deciding to go into your body and choosing another, choosing you know a what different I mean? path, choosing yeah. the alternative, and then maybe True. that's and then maybe that's her some, starting as a as a baby. Yeah, and right? re- getting some memories. Yeah, like that's well, that was the first memory, right? Was choosing to go into that, whatever you know what I mean. Yeah, for that birth. But yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a question yeah. I've always had about it is like, okay, is there a finite number, like of conscious beings, and like we just keep going back, or like we because obviously like humanity's population keeps growing, so are more consciousness being born, or is it like are we is conscious consciousness transferred like from somewhere else, and like there's so many, only so many in the universe, or like that's another question I've always had, like where do they come from? If like if consciousness is separate from the mind and like mortality and it's like a, its own thing do like more be, be are made as like that we like humanity ages or are they just like being transferred from some, from somewhere else i don't know but that's a that's a cool story uh we got another caller on the line let's bring them in hello cosmic channel lines are popping popping hello hello hey how's it going gentlemen good you Oh, pretty good. This is Dan. I'm calling from Smithers, D.C. Smithers, yes. right on. Not too far. Welcome yeah, back. I heard another guy call from here uh, probably three, four weeks back. Yep. And I'm like, damn, another guy from Smithers? Like, what are the odds? Yes. Canada, the U.S., the whole world, Smithers, small, D.C. Yeah, small, small city. <laughs> from Smithers. Couple of people from Smithers. A lot of open, like-minded people in Smithers. Definitely, definitely. Um... What was the topic tonight? Open lines, Open man. channels, baby. Whatever you want. Open channel. Well, me, me and my buddy uh, just went did a little Bigfoot hunt last night. Cool. So we had this plan to go up to this uh, backcountry ski cab, and it's uh, this old fire lookout on top of a mountain. Just to give you a heads up, the story is pretty anticlimactic. Nothing really happens. But anyway, we trudged up there, and it's this really creepy road, and this guy has built this shoe house up this road. And uh, he's got like Bigfoot signs all over the place, and it's this valley's got a really weird feel. So I always just want to go up there and hang out just in case. And I've seen tons of hilarious broken trees that are broken way up, and I, whatever. But Bigfoot. anyway, so we hiked up there, mashed like three to four grams of mushrooms. Nice. Started listening to Bigfoot podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and then we scared the pants off ourselves. And basically, like, put all the furniture in front of the doors before bed, and felt we pretty scared. <laughs> Not quite a Bigfoot encounter, but a pretty fun time. But a potential Bigfoot encounter. So you board, you boarded up the doors just in case. Oh, dude! <laughs> you got it. It was pretty funny. Listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast, and then, uh, and then there's an upstairs and downstairs of this cabin. And the downstairs, we we named it the Rat Cave because there's this rat scurrying around down there and we had to go down there to load the fire and buddy <laughs> thought like oh man i'm sitting down here by the fire I'm like dude no i was like bigfoot's gonna boot open that door and <laughs> just go to town on you buddy i was like i'm sleeping upstairs yep. <clears throat> I held that's what those. bigfoots are known for is booting indoors it's for, for and having their, their feet are and, so big and having their way with you yeah don't fuck around be safe oh dude want to fuck with bigfoot i mean you never know he's gonna show up the party 
you know what's going to happen. You might be friendly, you might be rough, but anyways, we boarded up the doors, managed to get to sleep eventually. <laughs> My wife's looking at me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he might be friendly, um, he might give you a couple drinks first, and then, you know, then go to town. <laughs> well, Butter okay, you up. So this podcast for the this podcast we're listening to is like friggin' hilarious so I mean I'm not saying it wasn't real but this couple apparently talked to Sasquatches and they're like painting this mental picture for you and oh my god we were dying so in this story this spaceship pulls up and the guy's narrating the story like yeah and the door opened up and inside there was a gray alien and behind him was a Sasquatch (laughs) <laughs> oh my god we just supposed to die we were the door it was awesome <laughs> it was a fun night anyways I actually do have a story that's kind of cool um so I was experimenting with meditation like in my early 20s and I'm just a regular guy like I work in the oil field I do bush jobs I don't really believe in any of that but lots of people I was in Vancouver at the time and I don't know, people are doing yoga and meditating. Anyways, it's in between jobs and all the time in the world. Okay, I'm going to give this meditation thing a shot. So I started practicing kind of like every day for a few weeks. And then I was on this road trip and I was in the Kootenays, tried to meet up with a buddy, didn't pan out. So I ended up sleeping in my car and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm just going to try and fall asleep and I'm going to meditate myself to sleep. And then like... No word of a lie, like, I don't know, something happened. I started to feel weird vibrations, and I went somewhere. And, yeah, it was like I was in a courtyard looking around at random people, and they were just kind of, I don't know, in their world, I guess, staring back at me. And I was just like, holy crap. And then uh, I kind of snapped out of it and then come back too. And then I was like, what the hell was that? And since that experience, like, I don't know. It's not like I've had tons since. It takes like a lot of concentration to get into these states of mind. But one really interesting thing is that you guys are always talking about um, like the multi-universe theory and stuff. And uh, so I had this one meditation. I was just laying on the couch. And you guys have obviously heard of astral travel. People share stories about it on here lots. Um, so anyway, I actually did leave my body and then in these astral traveling kind of guidebooks that you buy and there's all these techniques you can do. And they say like, get your bearing when you leave your body, try and see, okay, are you in your bedroom and just try and identify stuff. So I was trying to do that. And anyways, I looked back at myself and it was me lying on the couch in my living room, same couch. But, like, I went bald when I was, like, 20. And this guy on the couch was me, but I had, like, all kinds of hair. And I also had, like, tattoos, and I don't have any tattoos. So it was just, like, the weirdest things. I'm looking back at this guy who's me, but it's, like, me in a different reality. I just thought that was interesting because it almost kind of has, like, it almost doesn't prove, but... When you're talking about, like, the mini-universe theory, like, was I somehow, did I jump to a different universe and I'm looking in a different version of myself? Anyways, I just thought that was kind of, that was a cool experience. Yeah, like that, like the multiverse theory of, like, 
any possible outcome is happening simultaneously in another universe or a different timeline or whatever? Exactly. Like they say, like every time you make a choice, like your life branches off. Could split. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're the quiz yeah, heterac. Infinite number. You're Paul Atreides. You have prescience. You Dune, can see yeah. all the possibilities in one and then perhaps pick out the most beneficial for yourself. Maybe if you cultivate that meditation, maybe you should go back and revisit it. That's what yeah. I would think. And perhaps you can see the other choices that are laid out before you and perhaps pick the most beneficial one for you. Totally. Well, like I've tried to get to these states uh, since then. And like at the time when I was doing that, I, I think I was off work for a few months and I, like I was young. I didn't really have much to do. I'd bike around Vancouver, get stoned, drink coffee, read books, meditate. But since then, you know, I've been working and I got kids now and it's, it's really hard. Like you gotta to get into these states if you're not like uh, trained. Right. Um, yeah, it takes hours to get there. You can do it. It's very achievable, but you gotta dedicate like, dedicated hours to just concentrating. But it does happen if you just do it. For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it would seem that meditation would be really difficult. I mean, with a family and stuff. Since I mean, probably those who are seasoned in meditation techniques or those people who are visit these other things it's like it's about letting go of your connections on earth it's about completely disassociating yourself with the the secular world so how could you do that? i mean i imagine it would be pretty difficult for all the responsibilities that you feel that you have when all the connections that you have good connections i'm not saying that they're bad but you have them you would have with a family and you know and having and having to support them and all of that stuff i mean it would be difficult but like you said it's possible and it's probably just a little bit more difficult but people can do it you almost have to like book a weekend away like away like get three or four days away have you guys heard of this pastness i don't know i don't know if that's how you say it <laughs> it's this uh meditation retreat uh, there's one in Merit. It's like a Buddhist meditation retreat. And so you basically do silent meditation for like 10 days. And okay. they feed you and it's just free. You sign up and you can just go do this thing. And it just gives you an environment environment where you can, uh, yeah, try and actually get some work done. So I did do that. And uh, I didn't, I felt it hard because you're in a room like full of people. And yeah, it's hard to like, Calm your thoughts in that environment. Yeah, like you're, you're in a strange yeah. place. It's gonna take it's gonna take you a while to like get accustomed to new surroundings, and you're never gonna be as relaxed as you could be somewhere where you're familiar. It's interesting though. Like you're kind of rooming with I was rooming like with three other guys, but it's awkward for the first day. But then because you know you can't talk, it's actually pretty cool and actually super peaceful. At night, it was cool. We'd go outside and you could kind of walk around. They had an area. And it's just pitch black. It's like in between Merit and uh, Hope, like on the Coquihalla. Okay. And it's cool up there, man. It's just pitch black. You can see amazing stars. And then on the last day, they open it up. And so you can talk to all the people at the retreat for the last day. And it's actually, it's a cool experience. You just, yeah, you just tell your stories about how it went for you. and And then, of course, like, Anyone who goes to do that is like an interesting person and uh, fun to talk to. So yeah, that was a cool experience. Yeah, definitely. Any any anytime you're like with like-minded people, regardless of what it is, it's for music or meditation or like any type of art or 
just like conferences of any of anything really it's fun to be around it's like people so like that so fun being like aliencon was so fun cuz you're around so many like-minded people that are into the same things like it's just any of that yeah yeah i'm jealous of you guys alien uh, excursions they sound like a blast we have a good time come on the next one yeah. man we, they'll be back they're coming back soon hopefully oh man if you guys ever do a meetup in uh, Kelowna or anything i'm there my family uh my mom and her partner have a house in uh, Lake Country. Nice. So we end up down there like every summer. We'll be down there for May long, I think, in the Shushwap in Lake Country. Yeah, I imagine this year uh, international travel might be a challenge from Canada, but uh, having some type of totally. me- meetup or some type of party, ATT party in Kelowna or Vancouver or somewhere local. ATT Campo. Boom. We're gonna we're gonna look into it for sure. Be super fun. Anyways, I won't hold your line anymore, guys. Good oh. to talk to you. Hey, thanks for the call. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah, it's just cool. Like anytime you're in a like an environment with like-minded people, regardless of what like the topic is or like the direction, it's fun. Like, just- well, and to be honest, we're we're you know possibly a year, possibly two years away from having a legit area to have a yeah, and re- camp like, out, and actually like family-owned area where we can do it for uh, yeah, reasonable. have a legit camp out. Should be fun. Uh, My like, parents just got title on it, so that's awesome. It has begun. ATT campout stand. I by. haven't told them they're hosting the ATT yeah. campout. We'll work on they're that. They're probably knowing now if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> they're. I think they're listening now, so they know now. They know now. We'll ask. We'll ask permission. Twenty twenty three. All right, uh, another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, this is Carmelo from Florida. Carmelo from Florida. Ooh. Welcome back to the show. How's it going, guys? Good. What what do you got for us tonight? It's in open lines, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Any topic. Okay. So I have like a ghost story kind of. It's not all that scary, but it's pretty freaky. Perfect. So when I was uh, younger, uh, do you guys remember the Razor phone? The, the square one that everyone thinks is so cool? Oh, yeah. I had one. It was yeah. so uh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. So one, still drop, cool. one drop away from fucking self-destructing. Yeah. <laughs> So I was uh, playing with my toys. I was like maybe eight or nine, and I used to record like wrestling kind of stuff going on, you know, like WWE or Raw, whatever. Yeah. And I was uh, recording once, and I had a mini grappling hook for like teenage uh, teenage mutant turtles. Nice. And as I was recording, it was um, being um, picked up and swung around and there was nobody there so yeah that's the story what was that yeah, we lose him that. we lose you like it yeah yeah it was uh picked up and twirled around but it was there oh the grappling hook did oh weird yeah yeah isn't that really weird and tough i don't know like what it was about or whatever i, I tried to tell people and they really believe me but it was really freaky and i've never forgotten it since so like it, it moved, it was picked up and moved on its own. On, yeah, on its own. Did it? W- Isn't that crazy? I didn't even catch it on camera. I wish I did. Was it like how far did it move? Like, what was the action like? Very far, like maybe like a, a foot off the ground. It, it was really freaky, man. I was terrified when I was a kid. So it looked like it was just picked up uh, by nothing. It didn't nothing. do anything. 
by nothing. Like it just kind of floated off the ground. Twirled around. And twirled. Like someone was about to throw it, like someone was whipping it around, like about to chuck it. Yeah, Mm. dude, it was freaky freaky. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Fuck. Now, dude, I don't know, man. I I couldn't wrap my head around it. What uh, like what kind of grappling hook? Like, was it actually like a like a legit like metal grappling hook? Like, no, it was a plastic. piece of like black string. Yeah, no, like it's a, a Toys R Us exclusive, man. <laughs> no, like a metal, like metal as in like metal as in it was a rigid or was it like plastic? Like you could just like bend it and break it. Like how heavy it was, was it? What, what toy has a metal? I get what you're trying to say. I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah, man. Maybe I did have one, but nah. <laughs> yeah, it was freaking freaky. Uh, I can't really. The house wasn't haunted. I never experienced anything like that before. That you but know of? It was so out of this world. Yeah, that I know of. You're right. It was really out of this world. Yeah, I just thought I could share that with you guys. I've been wanting to. I just haven't gotten around to it. I have you guys like. What do you, what do you think it was? What, were you what do you, what do you think it was? Like the grappling hook know, was, was lifted off the ground with nothing around. There's nothing else I can say. It must be some paranormal shit, man. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> kind of messed with kids. <laughs> fuck, fucking with the kids. Yeah, for all I for all I know, though, it could have been in my head. Like I said, I was like, maybe I made it up and believe it's real, but it seems real to me. Well, I mean. If it actually came off the ground that far and you're like nowhere close to it. it le- yeah, dude, it was legit. I was in the middle of like making pizza freaking flip Don Cena. <laughs> and that <could> happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a Yeah man, it was it was crazy. I don't know. I never I never had anything like that happen. N- nothing happened since? Nope. Uh, yeah. I mean other than that, like other stuff I shared with you guys last time, then, right. but that was dream related. It wasn't real anything crazy like that. That's the only thing I could think of that's happened to me like that before. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's. Yeah. I mean, you're the one to see it. So if like it lifted off the ground and you couldn't explain it, yeah. like, I don't know. Crazy story. I could not. I tried to tell my mom, and she thought I was bullshitting her. That's that's the easy way she to was deny like, oh, someone. You're just making this up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, pretty much what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the easy way to dismiss something like, oh you didn't you didn't see it, you're making it up or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a yeah crazy story. All right, guys. Well, I'll let you go. We're gonna take one more call for for the night, Cheers, but uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for calling back. No problem. Have a good night. Boom. Okay, uh, I think yeah, we're all, we're approaching an hour here, so this is might be the last call unless it's a short one. But let's bring them on the line. Hello, Cosmic Channels. It's me, Lucky Number Henry. I am back again. Henry's back, brother. Woo! Woo! Henry's back. Twofer. So I thought I'd get the yeah the gruesome twosome squeeze in that, uh, or at least one of the ghost stories I've got more paranormal related. Sure, let's hear sure. it. Okay, so this one uh, takes place about eight years ago. I was probably right around the age of 12. um, And I'm at my family house, same one where the UFO story took place. And it's early morning. My sister had some friends over, and for some reason they were having a sleepover in the garage in a tent. 
um, because apparently that's something fun to do in the garage. Sure. And <laughs> there is a side door to the garage, and then there's one door up a set of steps that goes into the laundry room actually inside of the house. And right when you get to the top of those stairs is the hole to the attic. And it has a cover, but it's never really been covered. So, you know, just walking up the stairs, if you go through the garage, you can see straight up into the attic and, you know, you can totally go up there and stand in there. So it's a big space. Um, And so being the little punk that I was, I wanted to, you know, screw around with my sister and her friends who got, you know, maybe four years on me. And I sneak in through the side door and it's opened up enough where, you know, some sunlight is leaking in and it's like maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. And I go over and I start rattling the tent and, you know, just screwing with them and they they figure out pretty quick that it's me because I'm not the brightest kid. (laughs) And out of the corner of my eye, I see some movement coming from um, the corner of the garage where the steps are and the attic is, the attic entry. And I kind of freeze up and I stop talking and my sister's still yelling at me to leave and stop bothering her. And I start turning my head to look where that motion is and I catch something hanging from that entry hole. And it it is very uh, like low definition, so it doesn't have any details to it, but it very clearly in the same way is still um, arm-like and it's pure white so as white as can be so it's not like a beam of light coming in where you can see you know the contrast on the wall or shadows and things like that it's like a solid white object right. that is about the length of a grown man's forearm and then the hand but the hand being so you know uh, low definition uh, is kind of cone shaped And all I can see, you know, I'm kind of paralyzed. Uh, I I guess I was paralyzed in fear because I didn't know what it was, but it was bobbing back and forth in a super consistent motion, just dangling ever so slightly out of the hole. And it was just the forearm's length and the hand part that you could see. And so my sister not knowing what was going on was like, Henry, why'd you stop talking? And I just book it out of there. And not even like 20 or 30 seconds later, after I had ran around the side of the house and gotten in from the patio, all the girls, you know, the four of them or however many there was screamed and came barreling into the house in the same manner because they saw it too. And so this kind of turned into Um, like my mom and my uncle and my grandpa were all trying to figure out what was going on and they would go into the garage and turn the light on and it would go away. And within, you know, a few seconds of turning the light off, they would start seeing it again. So it really had them confused because it was super, uh, like defined, like it was very clearly a solid object. And a little background being that, um, you know, I was raised in a pretty Catholic family, but I separated from that on my mom's side. We separated, divorced, all that biz. But we weren't 
raised super religious. At the start, we were, um, but we we never were like super, you know, devout Christians or anything like that. But we always had these encounters that kind of made us think, well, something else has to be going on here. And I don't know, uh, you know, going into spirits and stuff, we lived, well, we still live pretty close to a cemetery. It's like maybe a three-minute walk, and it's the biggest cemetery in our city. And so I've kind of always played that off as like, well, I mean, we're not that close, but we are pretty close. So I don't know um, if I was able to like mentally chalk that up to all that stuff. But going back to the hand thing, um, it was kind of a big deal because nobody could figure out what it was. And then all of a sudden it just stopped appearing. And there's only one light source in the attic itself. There's a skylight. And it's on like the far end of the attic. So you have to go a good like 50 feet down the walkway up there to even get to it. Right. Um, so we kind of, I kind of wrote it off as like, no, it's not an optical illusion, but I don't know what else it could be. And being as young as I was, you know, 11 or 12, I might've even been 10. Um, I think the adults in my life at the time, uh, you know, they kind of stopped talking about it. And I wanted to keep pressing because I was like, Hey, I know what I saw. And I know that like, you know, six or seven or eight other people have seen it too. What is it? And they'd kind of brush it off and avoid the question because I don't think they even wanted to talk about it because they didn't know know. what it was either. And we had, no. And we had a lot of situations growing up where we've heard people in our attic like very defined footsteps, somebody walking around and, you know, my uncle and my grandpa have come over <laughs> guns blazing, trying to figure out, you know, thinking someone is, you know, camping out upstairs or, you know, hiding in the walls. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's just a lot of weird stuff that's gone on both, you know, seeing UFOs, but also definitely paranormally activated kind of stuff and you know i'm not one to draw conclusions quick but that's why i've held on to these stories that i have because it's totally like well even the adults can explain what the heck was going on and that really speaks volumes to me and i think that's why this one in particular really stuck with me too for sure so when you're when you're the adults at the time when they went in to go look at this this object, they they turned the light on and off multiple times or what did you say they just turned the light on and then it disappeared then they turned the light off and they come back. I was, yeah, I was only in there one other time um, because I was scared, you know, shitless about it all. Um, but I was there to see, you know, we were at the entryway on that side door where there's a light switch. And we could see it dangling. I was with my uncle and my mom. And you turn the light on and it would stop. And so they tried to, you know, at least rationalize it to us when they did give us a reason as an optical illusion. But being as old as I am now and, you know, realizing that, hey, there's only one light source and it's on the opposite side of the attic. It just doesn't line up. And I think that's, you know, how they. So it stopped moving or it disappeared? No, no, it like completely disappeared. So it would go from like a moving object that clearly had mass to just not existing when the light would come on. And the girls were able to to describe this thing pretty clearly or, you know, they had similar descriptions of what you were seeing as well. Oh, yeah, they, they saw the exact same thing, because I guess, you know, just having that side door open and having some light leaking in in the opposite direction of the attic 
wasn't enough for you so, know. So uh, just to get a clear to, picture of what you were saying, so you said away. this thing was this thing giving out its own light? Were you saying in the in the dark, or was it just like? Well, it was it was a really pure white. So it was a solid object, but it was like you know a very solid white as well. So it was pretty easy to see. And, you know, I kind of laugh at it because the only thing that I can chalk it up to is like the hand shape reminded me of like a snow cone. <laughs> and so every time I'm talking about this, you know, like same proportions and everything, but attached to, you know, like a, a grown man's forearm in terms of size and shape, but right. very obviously had some sort of joint on it because it was swinging back and forth too. So it, it looked like it had weight to it. Huh crazy story interesting, uh, interesting story yeah. I, we're gonna i think we got we're gonna take one more call for the night but uh thanks for giving us the the two calls tonight we appreciate it that's dope thanks henry awesome thanks you guys have a great night you Pleasure too talking with you Cheers, brother yeah, bye bye-bye Bye. ghosts and ufos god damn all right last call of the night and uh we gotta end it i know open lines are popular so uh uh we're going to have more. I think we're having two a month, two open lines a month. Something like uh, that. There was just, there's two this month. So another one at the end of the month, Will last you? Sunday of the month. All right. Uh, last call of Cosmic Channels 2.7. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, what's going on, guys? I was the one that uh, put in the, the Twitch that I've got a paranormally activated story for you guys. Ah, nice. You, you, yeah, ma- you made it, it in. Right on. What's uh? What's your what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm a uh, Chris from Denver. I've called you guys before. Oh yeah, with yep. The, the yeah, drones yeah. and the airport and everything. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. There's a few parts to the story actually. So I'll start off with like a while ago. So my son, he's three, about to turn four, and he calls his grandma grandma, just basic like that. Well, one day he comes out of his little bedroom playroom thing and he's talking about how he's been talking to Grammy and he's playing with Grammy and Grammy's playing with him and everything like that. And we're like, okay, Grammy, like he's talking to (laughs) (laughs) He's, We're like, who's Grammy? Like grandma's at work. He's like, no, not grandma, Grammy. So we were like, okay. So my wife texted her mom and said hey do you know who grammy is and she said something along the lines of well one of our relatives kids called my mom grammy and uh so we're like okay that's uh that's you know pretty weird so he's he's done that quite a few times we've kind of accepted it and then me and my wife have weird stuff that goes on around the house like something will go missing and we're like all right hey can we uh can we get the tv remote back or can we get the xbox controller back or whatever and then no lie like two days later it'll show up in a spot that it never should have been so random so yeah so like that weird stuff but the actual paranormal activation part of it was last night so i hopped in the shower and my wife was in the bathroom doing something and like one of our other bathrooms and i was sitting there listening to music singing along and when i would sing it would sound like somebody was singing with me so i was like babe are you in here and nothing no reply 
So I was like, all right, whatever. I'd start singing again and I would hear it. And it wasn't like the acoustics or echo of the bathroom or anything. Cause I sing in the shower all the time. So I know like what the reverb and everything sounds like. Yep. And it, it was like a woman's voice singing along with me. And then my wife comes in the bathroom, whatever. And I tell her what happened. I'm like, yo, like somebody was in here singing with me. She's like, are you fucking with me or are you being serious? I was like, no, I'm being 110% serious. Like somebody was in here singing with me, singing along to some co-wetzel, like getting it in. And maybe not 30 seconds after that, we heard someone cough in our bathroom. No. Like an audible human cough. Well, we had a, we had a listener earlier already say the right, what you should do now, and that's just move. Just leave yes, and move. Yeah, pack the, pack out the house. Get the fuck out. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I wish that was an option because it would make a lot of our <laughs> lot of aspects of our life easier. <laughs> but, uh, but no. Yeah, it was it was such a bizarre thing. And we've also had other weird stuff go on around the house. Like, we've been in the kitchen. And we'll hear something drop in one of the bathrooms and we'll go in there and there's something just sitting on the floor or vice versa. Like the other night I was sitting, we were sitting in the bedroom. Asked, we were actually watching a Canucks game. Nice. And, uh, Not a guy. Yeah. my, one, right my on. dog just started going berserk in the living room, just barking. And he has a very distinctive bark when there is someone near the house that shouldn't be near the house. Okay. So I was like, okay. Yep. So I grabbed my pistol and I start walking around the house. I go look outside, nothing. And my dog is sitting there like pointed to the kitchen. And then we have a couple cats and one of my cats will sit there and look at a random spot in the ceiling and he won't look afraid, but he'll look like he's looking at something that we don't see. And it's just the most bizarre experiences. No kidding. Huh. Sounds yeah, paranormally activated. Man. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've had quite a few ghost, uh, encounter. Well, what I would assume are ghost encounters in, uh, in my time. But those, those couple that I just told y'all about were some of the ones that stood out the most right. because they were just like, because, you know, a lot of them happened when I was younger. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just a, a kid with ADHD making shit up. But it's like now I'm like, there's no way that this stuff is just in my head because my animals are reacting to it. My son's talking about Grammy who passed away in 92. Right. Like he was born in 2017. It's just the craziest stuff. That's fucked up. (laughs) That's all I can say about that one. Pretty spooky. Yeah. In the chat, a perfect location for Ouija. Be far, I'd be hey, I'll invite you boys over if you want to come do some Ouija in the <laughs> house. You know, I'll, I'll have some ice cold beer waiting for you guys. Perfect. A game queued up. We can do some We're Ouija in. in the house. Get my son involved. Oh, uh, kids would make it way more paranormally activated. I'm, I'm hanging out with the kid. I'm not playing. Yeah. No, yeah, and then, <laughs> you can have if my y'all spot. have a quick second. I actually have a uh, kind of a bizarre Ouija story for you guys. So you it's got, super so, quick, though. Sorry, man. Just save that one. We're already well over time tonight, but save that one for the next oh, yeah. one. Next week is paranormal, yeah, so good. this will be perfect. perfect. Yep, save, save it for next week. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll call in next week and tell you all this story. Sounds good, brother. Beauty. Thanks. Good.
Have a good night. Cheers, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have a good one. Go Canucks. Hell yeah. Woo! Right on, man. Next week, we got Paranormal. Paranormal or Paranormally Activated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we want your Paranormal Stories next Sunday. Um, some people are asking in the chat, what's with the mask? What's with the hat? Um, if you don't <laughs> know, uh, we also record Dungeons & Dragons uh, exclusively on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Alien Theorists uh, podcast. Um, and we were recording Dungeons and Dragons right before we recorded Cosmic Channels tonight. So if you uh, you want to hear us play Dungeons and Dragons, you can get on our Patreon. We've got about 13 episodes as well as about, it's got to be 150 plus hours of bonus content now. A lot. It's insane. I, I, I will go ahead and say that I, we have more Patreon content than any other show I know. Probably, maybe. Well, I mean, maybe not some of the really big ones, but any other indie podcast, we're up there. We're up there. We are up there. All right. So next week we got paranormal. Week after, did we decide? Do we got another open? Is that last uh, that's Sunday? That's another open lines. So paranormal, open lines. Find Cosmic Channels on Facebook and now Instagram. Just search for Cosmic Channels. You can't miss it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Woo. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed.